Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Empowerful Health Podcast. Today's episode, we are interviewing Jake and Joe Sharp. They run J Duo Fit. Uh, and we're going to dive into some pretty cool stuff today. Some very deep topics. I could say trigger warnings here. We are going to talk about serious things as depression, suicide, trauma, uh, but in positive ways, looking at how that, uh, what we can do with that. Jake and Joe have turned some personal tragedies, family tragedies into a way of helping and lifting other people. And we talked pretty openly about that today. And I, I love their example. I love the voice they're sharing in that realm. So very excited to share what they have to share with you today. Um, and as you know, my name is Dr. Jeremy Kerrigan. I am the host of the Empowerful Health Podcast. And without further ado, let's jump right into some content. All right, today I'd like to welcome Jake and Joe Sharp. Um, thank you for joining me here on the podcast today. Oh, for sure. We're happy to be here. Yeah, it's good to be here, man. Jake and Joe are twins. They uh, they have a cool business, and we're going to talk a little bit about it, where they help with personal training, physical fitness, combined with mental, emotional health. So we're going to hear a little bit about their story, how they've gotten into this, their vision of how they want to make this happen, and some real on-the-ground things that people can do every day to help their mental, physical health. Um, as we know, especially in the last couple of years, with all the craziness in the world, mental health challenges are on the rise. Physical health capabilities are on the decline. People are um, more stressed out and more lazy than they've ever been. I shouldn't say lazy, right? They're more stressed out and less physically able to do things. It's not a laziness thing, but yeah, there's more stuff of this going on. So I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say today. So thanks again for being here. Um, start, starting out, just tell me a little bit about yourselves. Introduce yourselves, what's your business called, um, and then let's hear your story. How'd you get into what you're doing? For sure, we're happy to be here again. Um, this is Jake, and we have Joe on the other yeah. side. Um, our business name is JDUO Fit. A little bit about us. Um, we're 21. We we recently married, and we're excited for the future for sure. We've had a lot of struggles, but we're excited the impact that we're looking to make in um, in the lives of others through mental health and physical health. Like you said, it physical health has is on a decline, and mental health as well. And we're there. We're here to bring awareness to it. I think. Yeah, let me just tell you a little bit about our story. Um, just a quick recap. So we're from a family of seven, and just about two years ago was his his anniversary was in March, March thirteenth, and our little brother he was sixteen years old and he committed suicide, um, and that's impacted our family and really our neighborhood because of the impact he lived. The life he lived before he took his life was incredible. He was a he was a man full of giving. He loved others. He served others. He really was a Christ-like human being, and that's who he modeled his life off of. But um, little did people know, as it happens to be a lot of times, is he struggled with mental illness, mental health, and he struggled with depression, anxiety. He was ADHD. He had OCD as well. And so about a year before he took his life, another young girl from Mesa, Arizona as well, took her life, and he obsessed over that fact. And 
that obsession and the things he struggled with, the things he worried about led him to take his life. March 13th. Um, what was the year, Jake? 2020. 2020, yes. Um, and so we were on our mission at the time, and our mom and dad called us, and we, I think when I was out on my mission, I that same day in the afternoon, right around when he committed suicide, I had a deep feeling in my gut that something was wrong. And then I got a text from the mission president that um, I needed to come in and he had something to tell me. He's like, yeah, your mom's wanted to call you. And so she contacted me and um, I just didn't. She said that my little brother and our best friend committed suicide and took his life. And I know, I know he struggled, but I didn't know he struggled to that bad to take his life you never think that someone that close to you could do that even though you know how real he struggled and so it it put a damper on things and me and Jake both came home from our missions he served seven months and I served a little four-month mission um and when we came back we we had to go, it was a little bit different just because we weren't there. And so I think me and Jake grieved a little bit differently just because I think sometimes we play the blame game of why we went out in the first place if he was struggling that bad. And what was the use of going out if we could have been here and maybe saved him? Right, there's a lot of what ifs, if onlys, and second guessing yourself, and like you said, playing the blame game, blame game, trying to take credit, if you will, and say if I could only have done this or this or that, that would have made a difference. Yeah, and so we we came back. We are still struggling and grieving, and that's a process. And I think that's an important process to go through, is to feel the emotions that you're feeling, because. It's not, and we're, we're in the fitness industry not to distract ourselves from feeling these emotions of losing our brother. That's not why we're in the fitness industry, and that's not why we try to better ourselves through physical health. We do that because we know the direct correlation between fitness and mental health and our mental well-being. I love that difference there between distraction because people do. They throw their life into their work. They throw their life into something else or they um, – I've had people, you know, lose someone. They just – well, the, the, everyone else is my focus and they go out external from themselves and put good healthy things can become unhealthy if we're using them to escape from something else. So I love that distinguishing there. You know, physical health is not about getting away from something. It's about creating something, right? For sure. I love that thought because that's that's a part of our purpose, me and Joe, losing our brother, um, realizing how big mental health is today in everyone's life. Now, you won't even know it for most people because they're scared to talk about it. And so we want to spread that awareness of what, what we're here to do. And we feel like physical health is a huge part of that. And like Joe was saying, and you were saying, um, a lot of people I know, teenage boys, teenage girls, 
Um, even older guys, um, older girls will go to the gym. Like you said, go to work, go out to have fun to escape. And that's just worsening the problem, worsening those feelings. And so we're here to tell people and impact people to go into the gym, improving yourselves, um, really spreading that awareness um, and talking about it because it, it needs to be talked about. Absolutely. Because the pain, like you said, you know, it's been over two years since your brother Sam took his own life. And it, for context, too, I mean, it was March 13th, 2020, which the world went crazy March 13th, 2020. You know, everything kind of shifted, changed. A lot of mental health problems even became worse after that. So going through that grief process in a time where the whole world was kind of in flux is a huge thing. And the pain doesn't disappear. But like you said, as we're talking about it more, we we shouldn't even be able to, not shouldn't be able to, but getting away from the pain of losing someone shouldn't be our goal, right? Because it's always going to hurt. We love people. They come in our lives. Like you said before, Sam was your best friend. You know, you guys, you've known him since the day he was born. Like the pain of him not being there is going to always be there, but we need to have healthy dialogues about it and use other things to continue living on partially for Sam, you know, partially for those people that we've lost as well. I think a lot, another thing that I want to touch on with um, escaping and distracting yourself from that, maybe you're struggling mentally or you have thoughts, suicidal thoughts, maybe you struggle with depression or anxiety. Um, another thing that me and Jake really want to focus on is showing people we could focus on ourselves and taking care of ourselves in the gym, but outside of the gym, um, also nutrition wise and just building habits of taking care of yourself is important as well. It's not just going to the gym and then you're done for the day. That's not what we're trying to like. We're not trying to preach that at all. It's not just in the gym. It's how you live a healthy lifestyle physically and mentally. Absolutely. And everything ties in together, right? You know, you could be physically active, eating all the things you want, but if you never drink water, you're not going to be healthy. Or if you don't breathe, right? You know, I mean, that's an extreme example, but all those aspects tie in and looking at creating overall health and wellness and not just, I worked out today, check, it's done. Let me go get my donuts and go home kind of thing, right? It's building habits and becoming a person that lives a healthy lifestyle and that, that confronts their problems and actually goes through those emotions and not just goes to the gym or um, goes out to have fun just to distract yourself. It's about going through those, emo those emotions and facing your problems head on. Because as human beings, we experience emotions constantly. Like um, we can't get away from emotions. You know, we can't be Vulcans from Star Trek that have no emotions whatsoever. We we are emotional creatures, and that can be one of the most beautiful things in life if we're not trying to get away from it. We talked earlier before we recorded the podcast, one of my favorite quotes right now is the avoidance of suffering is suffering. And so many times we spend so much of our energy and time avoiding pain that we suffer. We push people away. We become isolated. We come alone. And then these emotions don't just disappear because we're not paying attention to them. They build and build and build until they become more than we can handle. I think what you're talking about, what you guys are doing is huge because mental health obviously has been a big deal for a long time. It's something that we haven't talked about, but it's also something that's continuing to increase. And, you know, teenagers are at the crux of it. You know, I grew up a few years ago and it was a challenge back then, but I can't imagine what teenagers are going through nowadays. 
the struggles, the pressures, the distractions, the constant bombardment with social media, the keeping up with the Joneses, as they say, or was the FOMO, the fear of missing out. You know, we see on social media, I did an experiment a few years back. I, I looked at my social media as if I didn't know me. I said, what would I assume about this guy if I pulled my social media up and I read through everything I've posted and I didn't know who he was, what would I think about him? And I kept looking through and I'm like, this guy's got a really great life, you know? And I was just, I, I had all these like, well, you know, he's got a great family. He looks like he has fun vacations, all this sort of stuff. But I know me, right? And I know that my life isn't perfect and I know the struggles and challenges that I faced. And it, it struck me. I'm like, I need to be a little more real because that's the challenge I think with teenagers. They see all their friends having fun. They see all this other stuff on social media that their lives look perfect. And we assume we're the only ones that are struggling. And that's where that isolation and loneliness comes and eventually, you know, depressions, anxieties, suicide, suicidal thoughts, and even suicides happen because they feel like they're the only one. And so being more real, like you guys are being in your realm is huge. You know, you're not just gym rats that, you know, are in physique competitions. You're looking at the whole picture. You don't want people just pushing their physical health. You want them being whole beings, right? And I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's super important is to show realness and authentic authenticity is one of the biggest things that teens or even young adults or anyone needs to know that your authentic and true self is what people care about. And it's not, you don't need to put out a fake, fake front. Um, everything's perfect. Oh, you're not struggling with anything. That's not what life's about. Life's about growing and going through your problems and being real and authentic. And that's what we like to be with. That's how we like to show ourselves is our authentic and true selves. Yeah, I just wanted with being authentic, that is one of the biggest things um, that we want to teach others um, and people struggling with mental health to know that your mental health or your mental issues doesn't define you. You are who you are, and that's wonderful that you're amazing. And we want to spread that awareness that avoiding who the real you are, <laughs> sorry, avoiding who the real you um, and how you act is only going to make things worse. So like you were suffering, um, like you were saying, avoiding suffering is just going to make it worse. And that's what me and Joe want to share is we, we we lost a brother, but avoiding it wasn't going to help it. Of course, we're always going to miss him. And there's going to be times where really hard we say, oh, I wish I wish Sam was here, uh, our best friend. But that's it's important to confront that and take in those feelings. And that's when you improve is when you confront your your feelings and really work through those feelings. I love that. And that idea of that these things don't define us. A lot of people start latching on to stuff like I'm mentally ill or I have depression or I'm an anxious person. And the, the key, one of my mentors, he great guy passed away a few years ago, but he, uh, he used to say, sometimes I am. And that's the key, you know, like sometimes I'm really anxious or overwhelmed. Sometimes I'm depressed. It's a temporary state, you know, and I like to tell people you don't have these things. They don't define you. You experience them. 
So when I'm stressed or overwhelmed or I'm feeling anxiety, I always, I always say I, I'm experiencing a lot of anxiety today. And it's not who I am. It's just something that's a part of what's, you know, the experience that I've had throughout my life that have created that experience. And if we can pull ourselves out and realize that we're so much more than the struggle, then there's so much more potential there and help there as well. I love that. I think that's so important to realize and to get people to realize that is that we're so much more than our problems, what we struggle with. Because if we take it back to how Sam lived his life, he was so much more than his problems. He str- A lot of people didn't know he struggled because of the life that he lived. He He lived, he was a good friend to the Down Syndrome community. He was bringing others to know Christ. He was inviting all to come unto Christ. He was a, he was a man full of love, and that's what he preached. And he was so much more than just some guy that struggled with suicidal thoughts and depression and anxiety. He was so much more. Absolutely. And then some, once we had in the dark moments and other influences tell us that that's, well, we, we struggle with this. No one else does. We're the only one. It holds people back, you know. And that's the thing that teenagers need to know. And honestly, you know, the message you have, you know, for, for people that are struggling as teenagers applies to all of us. Most of us don't grow up. We just get older, right? So the struggles we have as a teenager are the same ones we have in our 30s, the same ones we have in our 50s, because we never process them. We don't work through them. We just get busy and distract ourselves from it, which is really easy to do when you're in your 30s and 40s. You've got kids, you've got jobs, you've got community work, all this sort of stuff. We're distracting and we're not really allowing ourselves to be the whole dynamic human. And a whole dynamic human has the highest highs and the lowest lows. They have struggles and joys and overcomes obstacles where our blood pressure doesn't stay at an exact amount all the time physically. And our emotional state shouldn't be the same. We shouldn't be robots, you know. We should be able to feel and experience all of the things. And that's one of the joys of life is to have a day that's not so great where we experience a lot of mental health struggles. We experience some depression. We, I mean, right now we experience overwhelm. You know, we put the news on for 30 seconds and you're going to feel overwhelmed. You're going to feel discouraged. But letting that define our life is not the key because amidst all of that chaos, there's beautiful things happening. You know, there's lots of beautiful things. Like you talked about with Sam, he was a huge influence in his community. You said something earlier that, you know, his loss has affected your family and even your neighborhood. But those losses go way beyond that. You know, the impact that even just, you know, in quotes, just a teenager has is huge. I have a brother that died when he was three and the impact of his death is still felt. That was 1985. There's still people, I've met people in my life. Um, even a couple of years ago, I met someone, I told them my name and where I was from. And they said, well, you related to Josh, you know, that, and it was someone that we didn't have connection with at all, but that loss affects so many people. And now, especially as you're sharing this online, you know, you have something like 30,000 followers on TikTok as you're sharing this, you sharing the story of, of Sam is really making a difference in a lot of people's lives. And you're able to impact so many other people, not just in the stressful way in the morning way but also in the positive way and i love how you're taking your grief and you're making cool things happen in the world because of it you know not in spite of it but because of it because of what you've been through it puts you in a really cool position to help other people to lift other people yeah talking about your brother's loss and how you still people still come up to you are you related to and that's your brother um 
we posted a TikTok video like a year and a half ago. And we've had messages come still to this day of people, random people DMing us, messaging us. Hey, I've been struggling with suicidal thoughts. And for people to message us, that's, that's what drives us. And that's what really is so important for us is to, for people to actually open up. And I think just recently, um, somewhat people have been messaging us to this day and people have talked about how they've had dreams of Sam and how he's still impacting their lives. It's not just, oh, he lived his life, let's forget about it. It's, he's still, he's still working on himself in the afterlife, and he's still impacting people to this day with the way he lived his life and through other ways. You know, not everyone that's going to listen to this is going to be religious in nature, but like that's a cool message, you know, even is that we're more than what we struggle with. We're bigger than that. And sometimes we're bigger because of that. You know, the most uh, most connected I've felt to people is when we share a vulnerability and we say, hey, I've struggled with similar things. They become closer and more connected with us. And I think that's really awesome and amazing that People are still, you know, reaching out to you and that Sam is still working hard. You know, we do this in this room, believe in an afterlife. And Sam is now free of the struggles he had and able to probably do more than he could even in this life, you know? Yeah. Um, so just getting those messages, just to touch one last thing on that. Um, I think that is part of our why we're wanting to affect everyone dealing with mental health issues, mental illness, um, because life is really beautiful. Like you said, there's, there's something beautiful about, um, connections, having good friends, having family. And that's exactly why our messages choose to stay. Even through all we, we've been through a lot of things, a lot of struggles. I'm sure you have too. Um, and everyone has, but we need to choose to stay to, to live this life the the fullest we can because yeah it gets hard um, but it, it really is beautiful there there's happiness here there's joy and in spite of uh, the mental issues that come but that's that's most of our message as well is choose to stay because life is life is really beautiful and life is worth living and there's people that will be influenced and I, I've known uh, unfortunately several people in life that have taken their own life. And the impact and the effect it has on those they leave behind is so much greater than they could imagine. You know, the amount of love that people have for them. So choosing to stay and, and not even just choosing to stay and survive, but, you know, the things you're doing are giving people tools to not just survive another day, but to maybe take charge of their health, to stand up, you know, in the face of some of these mental challenges and think outside of themselves, serve others build their physical health, get in the gym and feel like they're accomplished, eat properly, eat good nutrition that helps fuel the body in a way that helps overcome some of these challenges. Yeah, that's super important is our message is choose to stay, but not just survive. Like you said, it's take care of yourself mentally and physically. Go Go through those emotions, process those emotions. If you need help, go talk to a counselor. And we, we also share that, that that's not shameful. That's not, you're not a messed up person or a screwed up person if you're talking to someone about your mental health or just your life problems. Um, 
it's so much bigger than just choosing to stay and just live your life on autopilot. It's live your life as you were meant to live a purposeful life because this life is for us to grow and change and be who we are. Absolutely. I love that. Like there shouldn't be a stigma, you know, like I was a chiropractor as a professional chiropractor. No one should feel ashamed that they went to the chiropractor today and be embarrassed to tell somebody that, you know, but for some reason there's been a stigma at times that, well, I went to my mental health counselor or my therapist or something like that. Um, I, there shouldn't be that, you know, we all have struggles and challenges and things happen that are really, really hard in this world. And being able to get help with that, we wouldn't expect anyone not to, you know, if you're sick, we wouldn't be surprised if someone goes to the doctor to get help. If we're having a physical problem, we wouldn't be surprised if someone goes to physical therapy to learn how to train the body in a proper way. And the mind is the same, getting help, getting a counselor or two counselors or, you know, doing counseling even for 10 years when we've been through stuff is really a great thing to do. And I love that you're sharing that message. Yes. Uh, going back to what you guys were saying is taking control of your life. Um, I think going to counseling, getting that help is a part of that. And going to the gym or getting that daily exercise, the tools that uh, we're going to provide to others and teach is part of that, taking control of your mental and physical health. And that's when you start seeing things turn around. Your life starts changing. You start um, feeling more joy in your life and really taking control of your mind. And that's a, a part of what we're doing. And that makes a di big difference when we feel like we have control over a situation and in control over our own lives. That gives us a lot of empowerment, a lot of power to, to create the life we want. And suicide often happens when people lose hope that their life can get any better and they lose the ability to feel like they have control over the situation around them. And that becomes the only thing they can do to control the situation is to get out of it completely. And obviously that's a very permanent solution to temporary problems. But if we could be working on other ways of taking control of our own lives, whether that be you know, starting simple, like doing five push-ups in a day, yeah. you know, we don't expect you to go to the, you, hopefully you don't expect your clients to go to the gym and start P90X tomorrow, right? You know, you're going to build up to something, give them the tools they need and be patient with ourselves. You know, I tell patients all the time, they've had a problem for 40 years. They come in two weeks into it and they're like, it's not better. I'm like, well, of course, like it took you 40 years to get where you're at. Do you think it's going to take a little while to get there? And having someone on your side that loves and encourages you as you go through that, whether that be a coach, whether that be a family member or a counselor, someone to say, hey, you're, you're doing it. Keep trying. Keep trying. You fell. You stopped. You didn't go work out for two weeks. Get back in the gym. Go do it. I stopped working out shortly before COVID, and I finally went back like three weeks ago, and it hurts, right? It's painful, but it also feels really good to look in the mirror and see my posture improving and see that and I, I have to get over the fact, like the idea of, well, I didn't do it. And I, why didn't I do this for two years? It's like, well, that doesn't matter. The past, we cannot change, but we can change the future. We can take control today to get where we want to be in the future. And having the right team to support that is huge, which is why what you guys are doing is awesome. You're being part of that team. And then hopefully you're having other resources. I'm sure that you're connecting people with like, hey, here's more on this mental health. Here's more on nutrition. Here's more on these topics so that people can get even more support. Yeah, Uh with with our clients or with the people we help, we do provide those resources. Um, obviously, we're there, and we want to be there f for encouragement. 
with their mental health and as a friend and as a coach and tips and habits that we could implement in their lives that helps them process some emotions. But we also want to refer them to, if they need that professional help, to counselors, psychiatrists, medication, anything like that, because we know how important that side of it is. We could change you physically, reach your fitness goals and how you want to feel and look, but there's an other side to the resources that we all need, professional help through counseling and the help that they provide through processing emotions. I love that. And there's, cause there is, you know, there's times where people are struggling with mental health, can't get out of bed. And obviously you can't expect them to jump up tomorrow and be in the gym for an hour. And so there are a lot of resources out there for people listening. You know, there are suicide hotlines. There are lots of um, community efforts, support groups. There's online support groups, which can be hit or miss if you're having extreme anxiety. Posting in an online group may not be the easiest, but find ways, you know, looking for there's lots of easy first steps and then building into that life of not surviving, like you said, but thriving through things. One of my favorite movie quotes of all times is from the movie WALL-E. I'm sure you saw that, right, growing up? There's a point where the, um, the ship's design was to survive, right? The world is kind of, you know, it's, it's gone down. There's trash everywhere, and they get on these big ships, and they're flying away, and the autopilot is, like, designed to keep them in space. And it's like, no, we want to go back to Earth. And they're like, well, Earth is a mess. You, on this ship, you will survive. And the guy yells back, and he says, I don't want to survive. I want to live, you know, and I've always loved that idea. There's times where it's okay to just survive, but that shouldn't be how we live. You know, we want to also help push out of that. And I like that you guys are sharing resources to do that. Yeah, that's, that's so important. I love that quote too. Never thought of it like that for sure. Never thought of it in an aspect of mental health or just living, but that's super cool. Super interesting that you brought that up. But, um, think it's huge uh with our resources is like you said starting small we don't if a guy that's never been to the gym is we're not going to expect them to do the hardest workout first day and expect them to do that six days a week and then by four months you're going to be a totally different person no we're we're going to start with small habits and um just feeling better about yourself taking control that's the most important is becoming a a healthy person not a person that does a challenge for maybe a month and then sees progress, but then goes back to his old ways. It's about really changing and taking control of their life. And we really feel like it's huge and something that can change your life for sure. I love that. And you talked earlier about little habits, right? And creating those habits and something that um, has helped me as a business owner, as a father of five kids, I'm a very busy person. And there's times where I'm overwhelmed by all the things I have to do. And so I'll make lists, but I'll add on the list things that I've already done and I can cross them off, you know, and it's about those little baby steps. I tell patients when they're first starting to work out again, go for a walk four or five times a week. Don't like not a 10 mile walk, just walk for 30 minutes and then come home, you know, or do some basic core, just start small and build up. Because if you hit the big goals, and this is why New Year's resolutions don't work, right? People come at it and they're like, yeah, I'm going to eat less. I'm going to work out more. I'm going to watch less TV. I'm going to do like 10 different things. And then two weeks in, they're not doing any of it, right? And I can't imagine, like, I, I've studied the body for a long time. Like, you're going to suddenly do more physical activity and eat less food 
your body's gonna freak out. There's a defense mechanism. There's a whole mental block that's gonna be like, heck no, like we need to survive. We need to be alive still. And so it'll stop us. So those daily steps and having someone that's teaching you and more importantly, even holding you accountable that has, you know, calls them the next week and says, did you work out twice? Did you go to the gym and walk on the treadmill? Did you do this? That can be a big key in helping push us out of those ruts, if you will. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's ultimately as a coach, as a fitness coach, and there is to encourage you with your mental health. Uh, the main thing is accountability for us. We're going to be there for our our clients, and we're going to be there for them as accountability coaches. And that's 24-7. That's not just oh, let's get back to you at the end of the week and see how much you progress because we know through like daily daily chatting and daily encouragement that they're actually going to do what they say they're going to do. It's not just, oh, I'll, I'll get to him another, another week. Let's see how he's doing. That's not how, as coaches, that's not how we're going to be. It's going to be something daily. Well, and I think it really shows where your heart is. Your heart is in helping people overcome these struggles or challenges helping people feel better about themselves physically mentally emotionally and not just hey what's a good business idea right that's not where your business started and that ability to help people get there is huge you know it's it's a difference and being coached is 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 huge people don't realize and we don't get coached a lot in life but everyone that's very successful has coaches whether they're entrepreneurs whether they're athletes whether they're musicians or actors They've got a whole lot of coaches that work on them. You know, they may have just a strength and conditioning coach. They may have, you know, musicians have vocal coaches, multiple ones. They have diaphragm coaches that teach them how to breathe. They have all these people that help them learn and fine-tune themselves. But as ordinary people, we forget to have coaches sometimes. I say ordinary people, you know, but like everyday people, we can be coached too. And we can be coachable and having someone encourage us and hold us accountable you know a lot of times we know the answers we know how to work out most people we know like certain things at the gym there's a thousand videos we can watch on youtube but having that like personal touch and knowing that someone's going to call you and ask if you did it and that that person actually cares that makes a big difference and i think that sets you apart yeah i think it's bigger than just transaction oh or it's bigger than just a business or just coaching it's the impact and the things that we want to relay to people. It's it's the message that we're trying to share um, about mental illness, about physical health, and the correlation between the two. I love that. Any last comments you guys want to make? We'll wrap up today. Oh, yeah. Well, well, this has been super good for us, super good conversation with you. We've loved every second of it. Um, but wrapping up, my thoughts is... Just the the vision that we have for people, and we really feel like um, people are great. They really they really do want a better life. That's the thing, and we're there to help them take that next step, enforce those habits that really can help them take control of their life. Um, but we're there to be an example as we're working through our own stuff because each of us have our own struggles, but. We're going to continue to try to influence others to do good and to realize that they're they're great regardless of what they're struggling with. That's, that's super important. I love that. 
And there, you said something there I wanted to share a thought on. Um, we, want, we a lot of times want to make things perfect before we start, and that's not how it works, right? Oh, I'm going to work out, so I need to have the right shoes, and I need to have the right pair of shorts, and they, we spend weeks getting ready, you know. Well, if I'm going to go, I need to go six times a week, and I need to do X, Y, and Z. We make it way too complicated, and it's almost a protective mechanism. We do that on purpose because then it's like, well, that's too much, and I don't have time for that, so we quit. You know, I like how you're talking about keeping it simple. How about you? Any closing thoughts you want to share? Yeah, just a couple. I just want to ultimately what we've talked about is the message of choosing to stay because each life is, you're so worth it. You're so, life is beautiful. I know we talked about that a lot. Life is beautiful and each one of us has a purpose in this life. And I know that Sam, when he chose to take his life, the impact that that had on the our family as well as the community. And he didn't realize enough the impact that he had. And so we want to ultimately relay that life is beautiful. We're all unique. We have our own purpose and uh, just choose to stay. I love that. And I love that you said people are great. You know, like even if you feel like you're struggling, you're overwhelmed, there's no one else is feeling that you're still great. You still have so much to offer and so many people that love you, even if it may feels like nobody does, like there's such an impact people have that they don't realize. And the more people that get to realize that and realize how cool they are. And that's one of the purposes of this podcast is helping people realize you are amazing and there's so much potential for you. Even if you're not going to be, you know, a rock star or create great business, like the little things. I was talking with someone yesterday about people are more important than things. And oftentimes we have these checklists of things to do and people see, you know, they compare their success to somebody else's. And if I'm not as successful as somebody else, I'm not worth as much as them. And that's just not true. I was on my, on my way home from a, a fundraiser a few weeks ago and a lot of money was raised for a really good cause. And I saw people write some really big checks and it was in a way I'm like, I want to do that. I want to write big checks for things. But I had a really distinct thought come to mind at the, as I was leaving that. And I want to share this now for people that are struggling is the thought was that God doesn't need everyone to write big checks. You know, that that's good, but he needs all of us to play our part where we're at. And every one of us has a part to play in this world and an impact to make. And as we choose to stay and as we choose to be there, we're going to help other people. And sometimes it's just, hey, I went through this experience so that I could then see somebody else going through it. And I could be their shoulder. I could be their friend. I could be the hand that lifts back to help pull them forward. And any challenge I've had, even as a chiropractor, you know, physical health challenges I've had have helped put me in a place where I can help other people. So as we're choosing to stay like that, that's such a huge message. And I appreciate you guys being out there sharing it. Thanks for having us. And one last question for you is, you know, if someone's listening to this, what's a good way to connect with you? What's the best way to get in touch with Jay? What is it, J Dual Fit? J Dual Fit. There we go. Uh, definitely social media. Uh, we Instagram, J Dual Fit. Both of us have Facebook, Jake and Joe Sharp. Um, TikTok, we're, we're growing that. That's uh, J Dual Fit as well. So definitely social media. Reach out. We're always, always willing to help. And I've found them on social media, and they do respond to messages, which is fantastic. So, yeah, check out their content. They're putting some great messages out there. And thanks again for being here with me. Awesome. Thank you.